Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of food. food. First, did you hear Subway is giving away 10,000 foot-long sandwiches for air travelers stuck in the middle seat in celebration of (laughs) National Sandwich Day on November 3rd. Second, Duncan is selling chocolates and hot chocolate bombs. Yeah, the donut-shaped filled chocolates come in Boston cream, chocolate cream, and brownie batter flavors. And finally, in the world of food, if you adore coffee creamer, you're going to be happy to know that Coffee Mate has two new flavors, brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tarts and zero sugar Twix coffee Mm. creamer. Mm. Might be interested in that. I'm not a creamer guy, but I'd give that a whirl, sure. Yeah, I'm always interested when because you're usually a black coffee guy, but then all of a sudden you'll do like a cold cream brew or something. I'm like, Uh, who are you? Just curious about it. Are you in the throes of parenting? Coming up, a mom of three successful daughters reveals her unpopular parenting secret. Are you in the throes of parenting? Toss in raising teenage girls and you may need some therapy. Uh, A mom of three successful daughters. Two of them are CEOs of YouTube and 23andMe. One's a doctor. Is sharing her unpopular parenting secret. Drum roll, please. It is don't do anything for your kids that they can do for themselves. Hmm. She said kids are way smarter than you think, and they should be responsible for setting their own alarm, doing the dishes, helping prep meals, packing their own backpacks, and more. She said the idea is to teach your kids to cope with whatever life throws at them. Hmm, Good idea. Great advice from this woman who's got a couple of kids, a couple of daughters who are CEOs now, and sounds like she did a great job, but her advice was do as little for your kids as you can. Like when they they can start doing something on their own, Make them do it on their own. You don't do it for them anymore. Here's what I'm wondering, mom and dad. We've all had those lines in the sand where we're like, okay, from this day forward, you're making your own lunches. Two days later, mom's back to making lunches because the kids aren't doing it. Have you had anything like that where you drew the line in the sand, mom and dad? This will happen no more. And then you find like a couple of days later, you're right back to it. Have you ever had that happen? Would love to hear your story. Hey, Patty, we're talking about those times as a mom and dad where you uh, draw a line in the sand with your kids. From this day forward, we are not doing or we're going to do this. And then a few days later, it's back to the usual routine. (laughs) Has that happened to you? My line in the sand was my boys kept waking up in the middle of the night, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, watching TV. So I finally cut the cord off the TV and and, uh, duct taped it to the front of the TV. Well... (laughs) Whoa, wait a minute. Wait, you mean you got out scissors and literally cut the cord off? Yes, sir. I wow. Did. Wow. <laughs> I was I was fed up with it, but I have to tell you, I thought, well, that was it. They were um, going to be just fine and not watching TV. Well, the next night I got up and they were back watching TV because they had spliced the cord back together again. <laughs> <laughs> They found so the electrical I, tape. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes, it was terrible. So I finally just took all the TVs. Well, we only had two. But I took the TVs over to my friend's house, and I was like, hey, I can't control these children. So that's it. That was my line in the sand. No kidding. Wow, that's pretty dramatic. Thanks for sharing that. So, surely you heard about this mom's not-so-popular parenting secret. Don't do anything for your kids that they can do for themselves. 
easier said than done, or what do you think? I think it sounds great in theory, <laughs> but while I'm waiting and reminding them to say make their sandwiches for lunch, I'm still on duty. Yeah, you still have so to ride them. I tried them. that. I tried that. Your sandwiches, you make them, I'm not doing anymore. Or you can eat school <laughs> lunch. And then all night long, I'm like, did you make sandwiches? Did you make sandwiches? <laughs> you make can't sandwiches? let go. I'd be the same so, way. You just create another problem. <laughs> right. And sometimes the line is a little too hard for us because, I mean, they could care less. You penalize yourself you know, I'll, you know, <laughs> trying to help right. them. Right. I'll, yeah. I'll throw a bag of chips in my mouth. You know who? You know, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, you know, yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks for calling. We'll talk to you later. How do you like the idea of a bigger paycheck? Make this change in your personal life and it could happen. Sleep more. Yeah, quality sleep is linked to higher productivity. More sleep can translate into a higher paycheck for you because the boss notices your increased productivity and with better sweet sleep comes less stress. So you're like suddenly less stressed and more productive. Mm-hmm. The boss is like, hmm, I think I might need to bump up their pay a little that, bit. That kid's a winner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a promotion. You know, a title, not any money. <laughs> <laughs> Happens all the time. <laughs> you're going to get more responsibility, a nice title, and uh, uh, we'll review your salary in a year or so. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like you can do anything if you set your mind to it? Coming up, a little eight-year-old who's an example for the rest of us. This is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Do you feel like you can do anything if you set your mind to it? There's a little eight-year-old who's setting the example for the rest of us. We told you about him a couple of days ago. Little Sam Baker just made history becoming the youngest person to climb El Capitan at Yosemite National Park. It's known for being one of the most difficult rock formations to climb. And uh, Sam has been rock climbing nearly his entire life. First climb, the Garden of the Gods rock formation in his hometown of Colorado Springs at the age of three. And his mom hiked eight miles up the back of El Capitan to celebrate with her husband and son when they reached the top. They had to sleep on the cliffs. Mm. It took four days. It's just such an incredible feat. So congratulations, Sam. And your dad. That's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. When my son and I went on road trips and had to stay at Motel 6, we thought we were roughing it. (laughs) (laughs) Think about this for a minute. What's one of your most embarrassing moments? And then think about this. What if your most embarrassing moment happened at church? We're going to talk about that next. So think about it just for a minute. When was your most embarrassing moment? Like where you were just like, oh, I can't believe that happened to me. Too many to count. <laughs> now, <laughs> seriously, I have many, many. Now think about your most embarrassing moment happening at church. Here's the scenario. A friend of mine just started going to a new church and they decided that they were going to have their trunk or treat right after Sunday morning services. And they figure everybody's already at the church. You know, it's like perfect. Like, so she and her husband get to church. They arrive and they are the only ones dressed up. The only adults in costumes. <laughs> and they're wearing hippie costumes. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just looking around going, well, Where's everybody's costumes? <laughs> They've straight up legit figured since Trunk or Treat was right after Sunday morning services that 
everyone's going to dress up. Guess the trick was on them. <laughs> they had to sit through praise and worship, the sermon, everything dressed as hippies from the 1960s. Peace, man. <laughs> They fit right in during the saying of the piece. <laughs> I was going to say that maybe they should have just, uh, the worship team should have been on it, seen that, and broken into, come as you are. Yeah. <laughs> so embarrassing. We welcome everyone here. <laughs> I would have died. All are welcome in the house of the Lord. <laughs> yeah, being new at a church offers no end to the opportunities to be embarrassed. A couple come to mind for me. There was the time right after, this was how long ago uh, this one was, right after 9-11. Everybody was really focused on peace, right? How do we? How can we make a more peaceful world? So they decided in kids' church they're going to do a peace banner. Like, and all the kids had to draw pictures of peaceful things. And my daughter, daughter drew a guy getting stabbed. No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go to pick up your kid. There's a rebellion like, going on there. Oh, show me, um, show me your thing. And the lady that was in charge of the kids go, yeah, we weren't too happy with that. And I said, can you tell me why did you draw that, honey? And she goes, well, you know how you said part of being funny, daddy, is doing the opposite of what it's expected. I was trying to be funny like you. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> great. So it's your fault, dad. Lovely. <laughs> You got the concept down. The execution needs some work. And then our son, Kyle, too, we went, uh, uh, we started going to a new church and he was still in diapers. This is how long ago that was. He's 30 now. He's still in diapers. And we go and we're like, new church, new beginning. We're going to sit right in the front row. We go all the way down to the front row. And uh, Kyle got an itch on his bum and he stood up and shoved his hand all the way down his pants and started scratching like there was no tomorrow. Right in front of everybody. And the pastor even stopped and said, well, should I wait for you to get done? No. Oh, I would be mortified. Here's the miracle. We kept going. We loved the church. So we That's kept good. going and they, they loved us. They and obviously I guess you, have a good sense of humor yeah, there. Yeah, you get, you get that out of the way right up front, right? That you're just, you know, you're a different kind of family. It kind of get, you know, it get, any pretension is gone at that point. You can just be who you are. When you could use a little cheering up, what do you turn to? For people who know how to, playing their instrument is a way mm, to escape. Absolutely. Boost their mood and feel more relaxed. You can agree as a guitar player? Yeah, I mean, I am not very good, and people ask me all the time, well, you're going to get in a band? Nope. I do it for my own fun and enjoyment. That's awesome. I played yesterday, and it's one of those things where you just get you get in this mode and two and a half hours went by. Oh, and wow. I felt like I was only playing for like five That's minutes. That's so cool. My wife yelled downstairs, are you ever coming up? And I was like, <laughs> I just started. She goes, that was two hours ago. Whoa. In a recent survey, people who are musical play their instrument after a stressful day at work or when they're facing money worries. Now, for those of us who are piano lesson dropouts like me, uh, <laughs> here's what we can do when we need a little cheering up. This is interesting. Seeing or hearing birds singing provides feelings of uh, uplift that last for up to eight hours, according to brand new research. Birds. And we have so many birds in our backyard now that we moved. Like, it's just like bird paradise back there. So I should be in a really good mood all the time. You should. So it, when you come in and you're not in a great mood, I'm going to well, say, what's, usually, what's your excuse? I don't usually see birds before the show, though. Hmm. That's the problem. Well, wake them up, <laughs> flip on the floodlights or something, <laughs> whatever it takes. 
Coming up, do we truly believe honesty is the best policy? Do we truly believe honesty is the best policy? Well, all of us tend to bend the truth a little bit. The main, what's the main reason we bend the truth? Mm, to kind of grease the wheels, like so you don't get in an argument or have a conflict. Very close. Uh, we don't want to offend someone, and we don't want to end up hurting feelings. Mm. Uh, when do we tell little white lies? We pretend to enjoy a meal more than we did. We say, oh, it's so nice to see you. <laughs> Um, I can't make it happen because I'm busy that night. Other truth bending. Oh man, I was stuck in traffic. Oh, I forgot. And this is a big one. I was listening. What? (laughs) (laughs) Huh? Yeah. But a lot of those are a lot of those really lies like, oh, it's so nice to see you. Isn't that just a, that's, that's a greeting kind of like, Hey, how's it going? And you don't yeah. expect the person to download their entire life. You just it's it's just a pleasantry. Other ones that we do are uh, oh man, the email went to my junk fo- folder. Um, I, I mean, could I couldn't get a phone signal. I enjoy my job and I like your outfit. But th- think about the going back to the it's so nice to see you. Should you be brutally honest and just be like, eh, it's I, I could take it or leave it seeing you. I mean, could you imagine saying that to someone? No. But you don't always have to use that greeting. You can go, hi, Kevin, how are you today? You don't have to say, hi, Kevin, so nice to see you. You don't have okay, to say that. Th- so you, with the same genuineness, then that you genuinely want to know how someone's doing today? No, you don't. Those are just, they're pleasantries yeah. that are being elevated to the level of honest or dishonest. And that's, if that's the pressure we have on us, <laughs> I'll continue to lie and say, it's so great to see you. You're talking about this uh, fibbing and, and lies that people tell and stuff. Bending the truth. I think wives provoke their husbands to bend the truth more than they probably even realize. I'm going to give you two or three questions. Husbands do the same thing to wives. Really? Well, I've got two or three questions that wives ask their husbands regularly mm-hmm. that provoke them to maybe bend the truth. A little bit, to not be 100% honest. But you've got them too. All right, we'll share questions that husbands and wives ask each other that provoke bending the truth. Next. So we're talking about, um, apparently uh, people are fudging the truth. They're fibbing a little bit uh, on the regular. And I'm saying that sometimes it's our better half that will provoke us into not being completely honest. Like from a husband's perspective... These are some things my wife has provoked me into fibbing about. Here's number one. You did remember the PTA meeting is tonight, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. <laughs> no guy remembers the PTA meeting is tonight. How about this one? Every, every wife has done this to every husband. Do you notice anything new about me? And the guy real quick tries to make something up, right? Yeah. That's kind of non-committal yet observational and won't get you in trouble if you're wrong, right? <laughs> you don't want to go something as dramatic as new hairstyle, but is that a new blouse? <laughs> and then the last one. And this one's this one with, you know, with the holidays right around the corner. This one is probably happening a lot. You act like you don't want to spend time with my parents. You do want to see them over Christmas, right? <laughs> Yikes. Are you kidding? 
Yes, I want to spend $2,000 on plane tickets and sit at an airport for 15 hours to spend time with your parents. <laughs> <laughs> but you have a you have a list of uh, stuff that husbands say yes. that provoke their yes, their do. wives into uh, fudging the truth. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll hear those coming up next. So we're talking about uh, husbands and wives can be the main reason that someone is promote, provoked into, uh, how should we say this? Bending but, the truth. Bend, bending the truth. Yes. Fudging the details. Yeah, they so, say we do it because we don't want to offend someone or hurt their feelings. And there's questions that husbands ask their wives mm-hmm. that force them to bend the truth. Like, hey, how much did your cut and highlights cost? <laughs> what was the total on that with tip and the products you added on at the end? Oh, oh yeah. Um, second thing, uh, husbands ask wives that force them to bend the truth. So... How long were you and your sister on the phone anyway? <laughs> and the last one, are spouses really required to come? <laughs> oh, yeah, babe. They they want you there. You need <laughs> suit tie. We have to be there an hour early. They want spouses there. Yeah, you got to be there. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess it is... Uh, it's fair play. It's equal game there mm-hmm. with husbands and wives both provoking each other. Here's your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. Man, this is incredible. Can you imagine you get completely pushed out of your home? You cannot go back. It, it's a war situation and you have to leave all your farmland behind and you don't know when you're ever going to get to return to your home. That's what happened to a farmer in Iraq named Suleiman. He had spent his entire life, generations, farming. And when ISIS rolled into town, he and his family left. They had to stay in a displacement camp for about five years. But when things settled down and they were finally able to return, Samaritan's Purse was there to help him. Yeah, this is pretty cool. They gave him a half-acre fenced-in orchard with 100 olive and fig tree saplings. And he's now added other things, including potatoes and onions and one of his favorite things to grow is the strawberries quite the entrepreneur but he said his biggest problem now is the kids grow roll into the field his own kids and they want to eat the big strawberries (laughs) and he he wants to sell them so but he's an example of more than 300 farmers that samaritan's purse has helped through their agro forestry program in iraq since 2021 yeah it's incredible the work that they do and if you want to hear more great stories like that to put you in a good mood just go to samaritanspurse.org that's SamaritansPurse.org. You know how you I've said for years and years as a father of four, Cav, you're like, man, moms and dads work their tails off and they run around like crazy so their kids can have awesome lives. Well, I I've never heard him say that, but I think our producer Griffin, now that his kids are almost seven and yeah. five, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it might be happening. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll find out what's going on with Griffin and his family next. We've got Griff in the studio with us, and Griff, I had said for years when our kids were little that parents run around like maniacs so their kids can live a fabulous life. And Taylor said, you're experiencing that now. What's happening with you? Yeah, the older they get, it's like suddenly happening now that they're like seven and five. uh, And they have a busy social life. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's making our social calendar 
fill up because <laughs> like we have to take them to these things they get invited to whether yeah, it's birthday parties right. or this past week they got invited to like a fall bonfire thing at a classmate's house uh-huh. and it's just it wasn't even a birthday party it's just like a fall party it was great it was fine <laughs> but like there goes our saturday night we're at yeah. that and Hanging you'd out. rather probably be at home than out at socializing with like my friends I'm making friends with these dads, and <laughs> I'm not the most social person. I'm, like, asking no. questions. So what do you do for work? Or uh, where do you live? Or and you're just kind of standing there awkwardly. And it's just, that's how I'm spending my free time now is talking to these random dads. And they're asking me questions, like, about stuff I would never be interested in. Because we're all just trying to get to know each other, you know? And it's like just what weird. Like, what type of lawnmower you use? That, or, like, hey, I mean, have you gone on this certain trail and done this thing with mountain bikes or running? Or that. Yeah. sure yeah i don't know like it's just <laughs> but it's because of the kids we're having to do all this now oh man so, you're the struggle these, is real all yeah. these dads are yeah i'm really into crossfit and motorbiking how about you <laughs> feeling like you're not stacking up well against the yeah, other dads huh yeah, uh, that's yeah. awful <laughs> i feel for you I think this is just the beginning, I guess. Oh. I mean, it's oh, just going to yeah. get worse. Yeah, yeah, until they get their driver's licenses, and yeah, then you I finally don't have to go. You've they had to deal the with car. the, the uh, multiple birthday invites in one weekend, right? Oh, yeah. Like you're oh, going yeah. from this birthday party to that one to yeah. another one. Oh, man, that is a lot. That is tough. So, you know, with, with kids, you're always like, oh, my gosh, they grow up so fast. I can't believe they're growing up so fast. We're experiencing that in our house right now. I'll tell you why next. So, um, kids... Wow, they just grow up so fast. I can't believe my kids are all grown up. Two of them have moved out already. It seems like just yesterday they were, you know, crawling around the house in diapers yeah. and we were running off to daycare and doing all that stuff. But um, it's happening now with our dog, Marco. I've always, I still look at Marco and think of him as our, one of our new dogs. He's, he's only been with us a little while. He's a pup. And on Friday, it's the four-year anniversary of his gotcha day. We got him when he was about six months old. So he's almost my little my little Marco is almost five already. And I told my wife, I was like, it's going by too fast because dogs live, what, like 10, 15 years. I'm like, it's almost half over with Marco. And she's like, would you stop? (laughs) You're pronouncing him dead already. He's only he's not even five yet. I just love him that much. I don't. I, I can't imagine Marco not being. There. I think it's because we just secretly wish our dogs would live to be like fifty years old, like a parrot or yeah. a horse. Like it's why no only like sixteen <laughs> years? It's just way too short of time with precious dogs. Right. So Marco on Friday, I'm going to be blowing up everybody's social media with pictures of that day when we went to get him because he he's from Spain and uh, the, we have a picture of his paws for the first time on American soil. Which is pretty cool. That's special. We, we yeah. got him from a rescue in Spain. He's a, and he's a very special dog. So uh, this Friday, I'm lobbying hard that we need to have a cake. <laughs> a doggy friendly cake or just any cake? Oh, doggy friendly. It's got to yeah. be you know Marco edible, and we need to get a little like birthday hat with a four on it. <laughs> Even though cute. I know he's older than four, it's our fourth gotcha day, and I think we need to celebrate all things Marco. So I asked you a minute ago, when Marco turns four on Friday, your dog, are you going to have a pet-friendly cake or a regular cake? And there was a very specific reason I asked that. I called my sister-in-law the other night to wish her a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. And she did that thing that's like, no, no, wait, 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 please. She put me on speaker. Oh. And it was her mom and her dad and her daughter. Hi. And they were all, I could barely <laughs> tell what everyone was saying. But I said, oh, did your mom make you her famous banana cake? 
with cream cheese frosting for your birthday. She goes, actually, this year she made me a pumpkin cake and we've all decided that it's delicious. And she mentioned the two dogs. She's got a dog. My in-laws have a dog. The dogs love it too. I said, oh, the dogs got to have pumpkin cake? And she's like, oh yeah, they loved it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it did to their tummies later, but (laughs) But they they had birthday cake with the whole family. They loved it while it was going on. (laughs)